You guys know what Super Bowl this is? Something it's 58. <laughs> you know what 5 plus 8 is? 13. 13. Is Taylor Swift's album called? 13. 13? <laughs> Super Bowl 58, 13. All right, it doesn't stop there. You guys know the date of the Super Bowl? It's the 11th. Yeah. Of? February. February. 11 plus, plus 2. 11. Yeah. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. In for Vince Petrano, here's Eric Bilstad. It's what everyone is watching for on Sunday. Break was over 15 minutes ago, Mitch! No, not the anything on the actual gridiron. We're talking about the commercials. You know you need all your TPS reports, Richard. That ain't new, baby. Hey, Terry. Hey, Janice. Of course, there's Terry Tate, the office linebacker, one of my favorite commercials. In fact, I, I thought Terry Tate was a real person, <laughs> just an actor. Okay, so let's preview the Super Bowl commercials. This is what, um, what more than 40% of people are actually watching for. Joining us in studio, a friend of the programmer on Super Bowl time is Garth Kramer, the partner and creative director of Belter and Lincoln in town here. Hey, Garth. Happy to be here. Thanks for joining us. Okay, so every year it seems like the price of a commercial is going up. I assume that's the same again this year? Yeah, the last few years we've been looking at it, it's it's gone up about a half million every year. So um, up to seven million this year. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of unbelievable, but it is kind of a one-time-a-year opportunity for advertisers. So And social media hasn't played a role in that at all to, like, dilute that or... No, as I think, far as the you know, the, the, the past 10 years, I would say even just the pre-release of spots, uh, kind of the, the build-up hype has been, you know, marketers know that that's a leverage point. They know we're going to be talking about it. They know, um, you know, people see these ahead of time and they're familiar with them. They are looking for them when they come on and they kind of point them out to their friends at the party. So it's wise for them to kind of do these pre-releases. So that seven million price tag that only covers the ad itself. So what does it really cost? You know, you're bringing in celebrities. Yeah. You have to have all this crazy production. Like, what? Where are we talking in terms of numbers? I can't even. I can't even hmm. estimate. Uh, you know, just depending on the number of celebrities, the amount of production value. You know, the the cost to some of these big name agencies. I mean, it's it's easily doubles the cost just right there. So, uh, yeah. You, Seven million only covers the airtime, uh, so we're we're talking about all kinds of stuff way beyond that. So, so let's talk twenty twenty four this year on Sunday. Are there some trends that we're starting to pick up on already? Yeah, well, I, I think we saw this last year. There's less social causes, less political stuff. I think being back to just kind of a lot of those just silly humorous ads. I My think, favorite one. Yeah, people are just um, it, it. We're we're still in that kind of post COVID phase where people just want a little bit of an escape. Um, and, and marketers aren't willing to risk kind of the backlash that can come from some of those uh, social statements. Is there kind of a formula that makes a successful commercial for the Super Bowl? No one exact formula, but we know celebrities are increasingly, I mean, it, it is uh, more often than not, you're going to see celebrities in, in almost every ad. Right. Um, humor is always a good vehicle. It's Tough to pull off. We've seen that. Uh, you know, that it's subjective. Um, but then, you know, I always go back to storytelling. Like storytelling is just um, 
good storytelling is going to be a big part of any ad that that is successful. I do feel like there, whenever you can have a hint of stu- subtle uh, somberness, or I, I'm trying to think of like the Paul Harvey ad, yeah. or Budweiser seems to always yeah. pull out some ones that are like more like sappy, where yes. it does touch the heartstring a little bit. Well, and I, I think the other thing is um, those ads make an impact because everything else, there's so much noise going on in the party itself. You know, when you're you're going to the Super Bowl uh, party, um, there's a lot of like these crazy, silly, humorous mm-hmm. ads. So when you have something that kind of level sets, and it, usually it's long form, usually, like you said, it's a, it's a dramatic ad. Those kind of cut through the clutter. It kind of makes you stop and right. makes you pay attention. So that can be an effective way to kind of go the opposite way. Garth Kramer joins us from Belter and Lincoln. We're talking Super Bowl commercials. And we can't talk about the Super Bowl without talking about the Taylor Travis <laughs> effect, right? right? So we earlier we saw a headline on one of our monitors here that advertisers are expected to target women more this year. And that was part of the whole thing. But you know, we, we were also talking off air like, well, do they really have time to right, formulate right. everything because of Taylor? Well, especially with um, the amount of production and planning that goes into something as high stakes as a Super Bowl commercial. Right. Yeah, there's not the turnaround time. Uh, I think I will say that um, a lot of the advertisers that do target women and the younger demographic are really going to benefit from this and leverage this. Uh, we've seen it on social media. This would have happened regardless of the Swifties, but TikTok is kind of the perfect uh, preview space for Super Bowl commercials. You know, it's bite size, it's video, uh, but it also happens to be where that audience is. So they're going to leverage social media. They're going to leverage kind of the the buzz going on. Um, So, you know, there's a couple of cosmetics companies, first time advertisers uh, in the space. Dove, I know, is doing an ad that's kind of promoting uh, young women in sports. So I think those brands are really going to benefit from the Swifty effect. But yeah, as far as pre-planning, there's so much lead time that goes into this. I don't think they could have predicted that. Are there themes? Like, I I always think back of like the dot-com before the dot-com bubble of like what, 2000 or 2001 or whatever that was. That was like a big year, that one year. Is there themes like that or trends where like this is the year of this or that is the year of that? Well, I, I think we've talked about this before. Um, the Super Bowl commercials are such a reflection of where pop culture and society are at. So it really comes down to what's going on, you know, in, in the public space. What are the economics of it? You know, the, the crypto boom, you know, that was those right. are the people that had money. Um, DoorDash, Uber Eats, you know, the, the, the people that benefited from the COVID situation. That's who's got the money right now. So they're going to be spending <laughs> okay, it. And, 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 and that's who's going to be relevant. That totally makes sense. Okay, so I have uh, two questions for you, and I know Michelle does too. Uh, After the break, I want to ask you, okay, what have you seen preview-wise that you're you're like, okay, you you can't wait to see that. (laughs) And then I want to ask what best of all time, you know, one or two of the best of all times, since I know Monday will be a different conversation when you're back in studio talking about the good ones from Sunday. So it's 820. Garth Kramer joins us from Belter and Lincoln. He's a partner and creative director there at that ad agency right here in town. Okay. All right. This one I can understand. All right. So Greg Pancake Hill has been creating a Super Bowl set list for us for those Super Bowl parties on Sunday. This one's kind of sad, though. I guess that might make sense. 
if the Niners lose. Might be one for after the game. <laughs> if you'd like to see the whole set list, just text the word SUPER to WTMJ Talking Text Line 855-616-1620. Greg will send you the entire list back. Okay, so we've been discussing... That's a load! This is called Yes, Super Bowl commercials. What works? What doesn't work? We're getting a preview here from Garth Kramer of Belter and Lincoln. He's a partner and creative director there in town, trying to learn what we can expect this Sunday. A lot of these ads are coming out earlier and earlier. Like you can see them on social media. You can just Google it, right? So I guess, like, what's the point? Why should I tune in to the Super Bowl? Are are these effective? Hold on. Let's get your mic on here. There you go. Sorry about that. Um, that's always, uh, the big question. Um, you know, does it ruin the impact? I mean, there's probably 50 plus ads that are already out. I think, um, from a consumer's perspective, you see an ad ahead of time, you know what to look for, right? And it's a little bit of that kind of ownership of when you're at a party, you can be the one that's like, oh, I know this one, and or, or pointing it out to your friends and be kind of the one that's in the know. The spoiler. Yes, yeah, yeah. Or or even just like, oh, you got to see this. Yeah. You know, you're the one kind of creating the buzz. You're the water cooler person that's, that's kind of the, the go-to. Interesting. Uh, Platform-wise, social media is different nowadays than it was. TikTok is obviously huge. X... Mm-hmm. is a little bit different now as far as some consumers have dropped off of X. We have threads now. Has that changed the dynamic at all? Well, I think it's, I mentioned this before with TikTok being a great yeah. kind of preview promoter. Um, it's going to be interesting to see where the during game chatter happens because that's always been, you know, X is kind of a perfect platform for that, you know, just quick hot takes on on things. Uh, we'll see if that happens again this year. It's kind of yet to be seen. I still think it's a good platform for that kind of chatter. Um, but yeah, it's it's always gonna. We're always gonna kind of see after the fact which social media platforms become most relevant. All right, Garth Kramer joins us from Belter and Lincoln. Before we let you go, two questions. One, what have you seen so far preview-wise that is piquing your interest the most? Sure. Well, I always, you know, there's celebrities are a big thing. I think uh, the one that uses the celebrity the best, I think, is uh, BMW has one that's called Talking Like Walking. And it has follows Christopher Walken through his day driving BMW, and everyone's doing their Christopher Walken oh, yeah. impression for him. Uh, and the whole idea is, you know, there's only one original and that BMW is the original. Uh, so that's the one that really uses celebrity uh, well. But I always kind of gravitate to the ones that are, are better storytelling. Um, there, There's one from Pluto TV that's uh, all about like raising couch potatoes. That's really funny. My favorite one so far, and I couldn't even pitch this if I was in a, uh, I couldn't pitch this to a client because there's, there's no real idea. It's just a great execution. Reese's has one for the the big caramel cup that's just Will Arnett announcing it, and it's a Super Bowl party scene where everyone's just overreacting to everything he's saying. Uh, I can't explain it to you. You'll have to watch it, but keep an eye out for that one. I think it's really hilarious. You know, it's unique about both of the ones you mentioned. Both have great voices, mm-hmm. Will Arnett and Walken. I mean, those are two guys who are just phenomenal chords yeah it's you know that that kind of soothing uh familiar leveraging celebrity in a way that that it's meaningful all right i know you can't pick one so i'll give you two two of your all-time favorites what are they all right so um 
in the last, maybe 10 years ago, uh, I think you even referenced this, the Paul Harvey with uh, Dodge, and it was just kind of, that was one of those ones that just stopped everything. Yeah. Um, that uh, uh, the, the farmer one, that was really, really good. Um, all time going way back, and this is kind of the legendary one, the 1984 Apple commercial yep. from uh, 1984. That was kind of the original big budget, high production one that that kind of set the tone for for Super Bowl commercials Ooh, to come. That's a good one, man. That one you always see. That one that yeah. always gets referenced every year. Awesome, Garth Kramer. You'll be back on Monday, same time. Yes. To to look back at all of the commercials, Garth Kramer from Belter and Lincoln. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. That's how it sounded this morning outside. Lovely. Birds were out. It was mild. It felt like a cool March yeah. day where the spring was starting to peak out a little bit. The Boy, calm, la- The calm after the storm. Right? Yeah. Last night. Holy cow. It was nasty. This is the hail coming down in Rock County after that touchdown of a tornado. So Rock County, Evansville area, that's south of Madison. And this is the first time in history in the state of Wisconsin that we've had a tornado in the month of February. It stopped down right around Evansville in that stretch there. It went east toward Jefferson County. I think Jefferson County also had a warning there for a bit, close to Fort Atkinson in that stretch uh, before it finally lifted up. And boy, it got pretty nasty. I mean, it's it's caused some issues. I know that there is... Uh, as of now, I haven't gotten many reports of any significant or serious injuries, uh, but we are starting to see some of the damage mm-hmm. and whatnot. So it's uh, power lines, trees. We do see some structures in the Dodge County, I'm sorry, not Dodge County, in the Rock County area that were damaged. So this man, his name is Ron Art. He spoke with TMJ4 News earlier today. He is in Evansville where he says his property is significantly damaged. This place was so beautiful. And it's something that I've worked on for 10, 15 years, and it's all gone. The sheds, there's four sheds that are gone. The house had the roof lifted up off, it dropped back down, so it's, it's, it's just destroyed. Yeah, it was pretty rough there in some of those spots. So we're starting to get more about the damage. Today will be the day when the North, or I should say the National Weather Service crews head out there and do their work, right? They measure and scope, Confirm, right, you know, and take pictures. What, and What level of tornado it was. And I have to admit, I always kind of smirk when I hear about that because tell that to Ron. I don't think he cares what right. level the tornado was. He's still dealing with the damage no matter what. I did find it fascinating last night. So... Last night, obviously, all the TV stations especially were getting on doing coverage of this warning. And on Fox 6, so Tom Walks, their meteorologist, was on, and they were watching on I-39. Like, they had the DOT camera up as the tornado was passing through. So you could see it on the DOT cam. Now, for a layperson like you or me, I don't think we would have known what was happening. But he knew. But he (laughs) knew because he could just tell by the wind and by what the cars were doing. Listen to this. Look at the wind. Look at the wind. I mean, that, that wind, this thing has got to be crossing. It's, it, yeah, it's very, very Look, close right now. Look, the trucks are now stopping. Through. Oh, my goodness. All right, we're going to continue to watch this. Again, this is a confirmed tornado that is crossing live um, on Interstate 39 near Edgerton. Uh, and, oh, my goodness. Isn't that amazing? So, yeah, you saw in, in the DOT camera footage there, you saw 
cars brake lights on and and stopping because clearly they could feel you know something was happening the storm was picking up but you couldn't see you couldn't see an actual twister but that's what makes it so ominous just seeing the the wind whipping around because of the the hail and whatnot that was also in the air so we'll learn more details today we'll stay on this throughout the day right here on WTMJ. It's 842. It's Friday on Wisconsin's Morning News. we got to do Debbie. But after Debbie Lasga comes the pancake special. Shutting our stuff for everyone. We're not here to start no trouble. I was wondering if this We're one would be playing. Yeah. All right. So Greg Pancake Hill, as you may or may not know, was tasked with playing Super Bowl-themed songs today. In honor of the Super Bowl on Sunday. So because of that, any song that might have something to do with the game. So we did hear a couple of Vegas tunes, heard a San Francisco one in there, and now, now we're hearing the Super Bowl shuffle. If you would like the playlist, what do you text? Playlist? Yeah, playlist. We switched it. It used to be a different word. We switched it to playlist. 855-616-1620. Greg will send you the playlist. Just text us playlist to 855-616-1620. All right, you know what time it is. Time for the pancake special. What about breakfast? We've already had it. We've had one, yes. What about second breakfast? The NFL conspiracy? Ah, <laughs> never. Good thing we have time for another Super Bowl story. <laughs> this one's bigger than we could ever have imagined, though. Okay. So earlier in the week, there was this conspiracy thrown out that somehow the NFL and the Biden administration were in cahoots, along with Taylor Swift to give so much attention to Swift in the NFL, where she would eventually endorse Biden, thus thrusting all the Swifties to the polls for the incumbent this election year. But. A true conspiracy theorist would know that that conspiracy was a distraction from the real conspiracy, how the Chiefs are automatically going to win the Super Bowl. Now, when we've asked permissions from our guests, they have given the same answer. For example, here was Jen Latta yesterday. It could go either way, but I guess I'm in the position of not betting against Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, etc. All right, cool. So we got okay. Gabe Neitzel earlier today. I, I have a hard time picking at this point against Patrick Mahomes. Like, okay. okay, sure. But the real person you can't bet against? It's me. Hi. Swift. All right. Here's the latest Swift spiracy. So, after winning her 13th Grammy last weekend, Taylor actually cited 13 is a lucky number for her. This Swift spiracy now might hold some water. Wait till you hear this. This is from Instagram user It's Me Damn It. They have a podcast. They have two okay. clips. One clip has a total of about mm, 1,200 views, the other, 2.8 million. And this is why. Another 3 million on this post. This is why we start with this one. Nugget about the conspiracy. You guys know what Super Bowl this is? Something it's 58. <laughs> you know what 5 plus 8 is? 13. 13. Is Taylor Swift's album called? 13. 13? <laughs> Super Bowl 58, 13. All right, it doesn't stop there. You guys know the date of the Super Bowl? It's the 11th. Yeah. Of? February. February. It's 11 plus 2. <laughs> yeah. Yo! <laughs> All right, 11 plus 2, February 11. Right, that's just coincidence. That's 13. That's coincidence. All right, but it doesn't stop there. Who, who are they playing? The 49ers. It's 4 plus 9. Dude, come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Starting to suspect something. Here's another one. What seed are the 49ers? The one seed. What seed are the Chiefs? The two seed. No. 
The three. One, one three. three <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, but there's still one more. It doesn't stop there. Where's uh, Taylor Swift coming from? She's coming from Tokyo to okay. the Super Bowl. What does that mean? A flight from Tokyo to Las Vegas. It's 13, 13 hours. It's 13 hours. <laughs> and I'm not even kidding. So where do your suspicions lie on this Swift spiracy that could be happening before our very eyes? Well, clearly, I need to bet the house on the Chiefs now. <laughs> Got to take the points and roll. I mean, come on now. <laughs> so, what does this mean? I mean, either Chiefs are going to win, and then everyone will claim that the game is rigged, or the Chiefs will lose, the Swifties will rise up in an uprise against the NFL for, well, being rigged against her <laughs> girls. Either way, happy Super Bowl Sunday, everybody. Be safe. Enjoy the game. Enjoy. I'll be enjoying my uh, pork lore. Yeah, that's pulled pork. Based off of the pork or for folklore album, we may have a little Taylor Swift thing happening with our party. You're doing a Taylor Swift themed party. Oh, you bet, baby. You bet. You got to lean into it. Oh, you have to lean into it. What else do you have in besides pork? Okay, so I have pork lore. You know what was up there, too? This made the list, but I didn't want to make Euros. So, but anti Euro, uh, you know, because their song anti Euro. Um, There's I Know You Were Truffle, which is mac and cheese. I Knew You Were Trouble. That's the name on that Mm. song. Uh, uh, I knew you were trouble. Wait, I'm sorry. You belong with meatballs instead of you belong with me. Sorry, I'm going through my text no, here. No, these are great. Um, it's a great idea. Uh, speak not, but speak nacho dip instead. You like that one? I do like that. Um, nice. I think there's one more. You belong with meatballs. Should have said nacho. Should have, should have said no. Nacho dip. And then here's one. Squeak now. It's going to be a charcuterie board with cheese curds you know, instead of speak now. You know, Greg yeah. showed me his list earlier, and there are 13 dishes on that list. That has been your pancake breakfast special on this Friday on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. Yes, absolutely put your money where your mouth is. I love all these people that say stuff. Oh, well, clearly this. Clearly the Chiefs are going to win. Okay, bet on them then. Bet on them. And you know what? If I was gambling on the game, I, I probably would bet on the Chiefs. They're the they're the underdogs, remarkably. The forecast, by the way, sponsored by Dave Drake Campeding, where your comfort is their family's tradition. Going to be a high of 51 today with sun mainly to the south. Tonight, partly cloudy and cooler, a low of 32. Saturday, high of 39. Sunday, a high of 39. Joining us in studio, the host of WTMJ Now, Steve Scafidi. You have the uh, political power hour coming up. Bill and Joe. Boy, you couldn't have planned that any better. No, we were going back and forth last night on text about the the Biden appearance. First of all, he never should have done that. Secondly, as he's wrapping up his like formal presentation, I say to the two guys, walk away, get off there, don't do this. He goes back out, he makes a bunch of make- mistakes, sounds worse than yeah. some of the other things he's already said. For those who may have missed it, so a special report came out yesterday into Joe Biden's document situation. Remember that? He also had some classified documents like in his basement, in his garage and whatnot. Had a special prosecutor take a look at it. The special prosecutor was a Trump-appointed mm-hmm. DOJ person. And uh, he reported back, oh, no, he didn't willfully take anything. It looks like there's no evidence here that I could prosecute him. Oh, by the way, though, he doesn't have a good memory, essentially, is what... He this, called him old, elderly, yeah. like, like a gentle old man. Wouldn't be able to convict him and all that. So... The White House decided to respond by sending Biden out in front of the media reporters last night, and that was like throwing meat to hounds. I mean, they went after him, and he struggled. You've seen these reporter 
queues where they're all like, that was a crazy one. Yeah. They were jammed to a very small, that was a small room of the White House. They were all jammed, yelling stuff. He looked confused. Yeah. And if, you're, if your whole goal is to look, this is a confident, smart, experienced president, you lost on all counts yesterday. That, that was a waste of time. Some memory lapses during that news conference, which is unfortunate Horrible. for the president. And it comes on an unprecedented day to begin with. Yeah, the former president who, say what you want about what the what it appears, it looks like the Supreme Court will throw that case out or will say, nah, the, you don't need to remove his name from the Colorado ballot. You never want your name on a hearing that's going before the Supreme Court. Anyway, you had that situation and you had Tucker Carlson, of all people, talking to Vladimir Putin last night. So just I saw the first stopped. hour of that. Basically, Putin lectured him. I will give him credit. I saw the snippet of the second hour where at the end he asked him about the, the jailed U.S. journalist. Which was the most important thing that had to be brought up. Yeah, he finally got that in, and, and he, they're not going to let him go. Surprise, right. surprise. So just a crazy, crazy day in national politics, and I'm so glad. I actually smirked to myself last night. I, I was laughing to myself knowing that you had the perfect Friday 9 o'clock hour coming up after today like we had yesterday. These guys are ready. This, this is a moment in our country's history. We have two older gentlemen, right, one former president, one current president they're what the 81 and 78 or 79 whatever trump is and americans are sitting here today my opinion and thinking is this the best we can do and we've essentially handed it to these guys because for all intents and purposes the primaries are over i mean nikki Haley's going to stick around well for see a while. that's what's so interesting because i hear so many people say oh, this is the best we got i don't like either of these people well actually there is still another candidate who's running but yeah Doing my very my candidates. That's right. Your candidate doing very poorly in the polls. All right. Yes. The political power hour. I know Bill and Joe are waiting in the wings. Steve Scafidi's got it next. Thank you, Steve. 857. My thanks to Michelle Richards for sitting in the last two days on Wisconsin's Morning News. My pleasure. Go Taylor Swift there. I know you got all Ooh. the tattoos and the bracelets and all that stuff. Thank you, Michelle. 857.